Journeying with Newman, The Path to Sainthood. Newman on the Church. My name is Elizabeth Huddleston. I'm the managing editor for the Newman Studies Journal. The text that I will reflect on today is from Newman's Parochial and Plain Sermons, entitled The Church Visible and Invisible. The Church of Christ, as Scripture teaches, is a visible body, invested with, or I may say, existing in invisible privileges. Take the analogy of the human body by way of illustration. Considering man according to his animal nature, I might speak of him as having an organized, visible frame sustained by an unseen spirit. When the soul leaves the body, it ceases to be a body. It becomes a corpse. So the church would cease to be the church did the Holy Spirit leave it. And it does not exist at all except in the Spirit. Or consider the figure of a tree, which is our Lord's own instance. A vine has many branches, and they are all nourished by the sap which circulates throughout. There may be dead branches, still they are upon one and the self-same tree. Were they as numerous as the sound ones, were they a hundred times as many, they would not form a tree by themselves. Were all the branches dead, were the stock dead, then it would be a dead tree. But anyhow, we could never say there were two trees. Such is the scripture account of the church, a living body with branches, some dead, some living. As in the text by another figure, in a great house there are vessels, some to honour and some to dishonour. Can any account be plainer than this is? Why divide into two, when the only reason for so dividing, viz. the improbability that good and bad should be found together, is superseded as irrelevant by our Lord and his apostles themselves? Very various things are said of the church. Sometimes it is spoken of as glorious and holy, sometimes as abounding in offences and sins. It is natural, perhaps, at first sight, to invent, in consequence, the hypothesis of two churches, as the Jews have dreamed of two messiahs. But, I say, our Saviour has implied that it is unnecessary, that these opposite descriptions of it are not really incompatible. And if so, what reason remains for doing violence to the sacred text? This quote perfectly describes Newman's holistic view of the church. Newman emphasized throughout his writings that the church is comprised both of our earthly church, made up of the magisterium, the laity, and what Newman calls the Scola Theologorum, which is best described as theologians throughout history who help to investigate and interpret divine revelation. This brings us to another aspect of Newman's understanding of the church, which is particularly helpful for today's world, namely that the church is comprised of both living sinners and saints, those in purgatory, and those already blessed with the beatific vision, or the saints. I saw this as an important reminder for our church today, because so often we tend to think of our reality as comprised only of what we experience through our senses, what we see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. However, our actual experience of the church goes much deeper than the senses. As Newman reminds us, we are in communion with the saints, whose experience of God helps to reveal the love of God to us still today. The saints also demonstrate the endurance of the church amid difficulty and scandal. 
This is imperative for our contemporary church, which is dealing with our own set of problems. Newman's words are encouraging to me because they act as a constant reminder that the Trinitarian God is always present and active in the church through the continuously invigorating words of the saints.